that a monster? It's a bang. Birthday uh, cake. Oh, uh, you went basic bitch on me. It's pretty good, actually. And it's got zero carbs. You gonna be insta ho now too? Well, I got to be all that. I'm trying to get that OnlyFans started up. <laughs> the twenty five dollars a month. I don't know if I can spend that much, man. Hey, man, I'll <laughs> I'll drink. All I'm gonna see is that I'm gonna start getting my PayPal. It's gonna be directly discounted. Like, hey, your squad, your uh, speaker pay is just going towards just going towards my OnlyFans. I uh, <laughs> I'll just read you bedtime stories. I'll drink Bang Energy Drink, and then I'll do that ASMR shit where I just. Mm, Turn people on that way. That'll be my OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com slash Chris Rocker Show. Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Again, going through those roots. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. It's showtime, folks. Welcome to Boot to the Face, episode 99. Chris Rucker, Marty Vasquez, your mom's favorite wrestling podcast, the whole nine. We are one episode away from 100. But before we start talking about that, Marty, let's go ahead and get all of our info added away that I forgot to do during an interview last week like a dumbass. So where can you find us? Well, you can find us for your listening pleasure anywhere you download podcasts, whether it be iTunes Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, our home at Spreaker, fullpresscoverage.com. You can find us on Instagram at boot to the face underscore as well as on Twitter at boot to the face. And you can go to whatamaneuver.net and select the boot to the face shop and select one of our fine looking t-shirts. So Marty, we're one episode away from 100. We got the top 25 women's wrestlers coming up. We got to do a little writing. We got to do a little listing. I've kind of got my list together. Um, I will say, and this is just on my half of the list, I don't watch everything. So if you're about to come bitching at me because I don't have some like lady from Shimmer in it, like just save it because I don't watch everything. Like I can't watch everything. I don't have the time for it. So my list is basically going to come WWE, NXT, AEW, Impact, and a couple of the uh, the independent women's wrestlers, maybe that I I've seen here in Georgia. There may be a couple of the Japanese wrestlers that I've like. Uh, Jamie Hyder will be on there because her Instagram game is the shit. Uh, no, because I've seen her wrestle a few times, and I, I really like her. I like her personality and everything. Um, but yeah, and Marty, I, th- I think you're like in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, my uh, I was trying to look right now, and I don't have my list on my phone. I'm like, oh crap! And I'm like, oh, I wrote it down. So hopefully, I have that list somewhere <laughs> because I'm not I'm gonna have to go through that shit again. Um, but I gotta put everything together too. Uh, mine's gonna be mostly Friza. I, I tried to do a little bit of everything. So I have AEW, I have WWE, which encompasses all three brands plus UK. 
Um, I got some, what's that? Some impact on there. Some, some independence, some wow. Um, I got a little bit of everything. I try, I try, I know there's going to be some people on there that probably should be on there that I don't have. Um, and I know that we're probably going to get shit on for not having some of these names on there. However, I don't, I don't follow these people and I don't list, I don't watch every single independent wrestling thing that these people pop up on. And I'll be honest right now, I'm just going to get the precedence right now. If they're wrestling independents and not really known and they're not even mentioned on, on some of these top brands, the, the, how do they break top 25? Yeah. Um, but other than that, you know, obviously I know there's some people out there who are better, you know, you can't pick 25 off the top three brands. Um, I think that's some ring of honor on there as well. Um, but you can't pick some, you know, there's some people on, on these top 25. You can't just go to these, these top brands and, oh, well, I got to make 25, so I'll pick somebody off there. Because obviously, you know, there's some names that don't need to be on the list just because they're on on WWE all at the same time. doesn't mean they've made it or they're, you know, the greatest athletic or talent on any wrestling roster. So I'll put some stuff together. I got to give my comp- compile all my final notes, get the, the, the written parts done. Luckily I have vacation. So I have some free time this week to do so. And then, yeah, I'll be set, man. Yep. So that, that is a uh, episode 100, which is coming up and shout out to the people that have sent us in little audio clips. If you still want to, we will try to play all of them on the show. We appreciate it. It's a uh, cool to know, you know, like we got one and I have no clue who the person is. They never interact with us. I imagine they listen because they said that they do. So uh, that was cool. Um, what'd you do this week? Um, dude, I've been working all week. I, yesterday was the first I've had off in seven days. Um, I, yeah, it's, I was going, I'm going to take time off this week. So I'm off for the for seven days, but before that I worked seven. So I had, my time was taking up so much. I really didn't do much besides that. Um, I had an interview on Friday. So a lot of my time went to prep and working on that, get some stuff prereqs done. Other than that, just finishing up moving, man. I still got like one more load of stuff in my apartment and some final cleaning and got to get that done by Monday afternoon. Uh, but other than that, that's, so, you know, hung out yesterday by the pool, went uh, to some family stuff yesterday after I did some moving stuff. But other than that, not too much. Going to go to a tasting today, like a food tasting today at one of the theme parks out here. So been looking forward to that for about a month now. So that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, I just uh, working a lot this week, working a lot probably this past week. And I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've probably gotten like six hours of sleep the past two days. I just. Have not slept well at all. Uh, we zoomed on Friday night with some fellow Friday podcasters. Night, Thursday night, I didn't zoom on Thursday night. I did last night. Was it Wednesday night? Was it? Yeah, it was, probably. Was it, I thought it was yeah, I've been zooming oh, a lot. It was week. Wednesday, yeah, because AEW was on. That's right. Yeah, can't really sleep, so I just throw a zoom out there and people jump on, and that's fun. You know. We all just sit around awkwardly looking at each other and talking about sports and drinking. And you EJ know. takes his shirt off for no fucking reason. Fucking hanging out uh, his bed, and checking on that bitch. But yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know why. Week, I don't, you know, I love EJ, but I don't, bro, you don't get on a Zoom call with four other guys and just chill in your bed topless, bro. Come on, man. This past week, it was uh, who was on there? It was Talkamania. One half of them. Congratulations to Dez, by the way. 
uh, one half of Talkamania was there. Chaos Theory was there. Eric from Doing the Favor was there. You were there. I was there. Both members of Irish Whip were there. Oh, what? Uh, Yeti was on too at one point? Yeah, he came. He was there uh, early, and then he just did the Irish exit. That's uh, right. And then uh, Greg Cherry came on there, and we did a little impromptu, like, trivia, trivia thing with five questions, which was, you, you know. You want to know what pisses me off? Is that when these little impromptu things come in or when I'm not involved, I fucking know the answers. But when it's in front of me, I'm like, what? Oh. Yeah. Like, uh, um, it, when they started, like, I jumped in. It was the asked, you know, the question, Jeff, or the, or the ladder match question. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I know that one. I know that one. The next one, I know that one. And I'm like, oh, no, fucking can't say shit. Oh. So, uh, this past week, we had our biggest guest ever on the podcast. And, I'm I'll on every week, little... man. What are you talking about? <laughs> you weren't on last week. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. up in this bitch. I'm going to tell you a little story. A little I got story the about... woman haters club, and you're not welcome. <laughs> I'll tell you a little story about how all this came about and, like, the, the beginning part of it. So we were doing a Zoom call, and we tagged Mickey James in it by, I don't know if it was a mistake or if I purposely did. I can't remember. But it you was just like. It a... was definitely on purpose. It was uh and it was just like inviting everybody to the call on Friday. That was a Wednesday. And I like fell asleep on the couch and my wife was like, Your phone's been going off. And there was a thread going and she was responding to people. And um, you know, talked back and forth with her and she told me privately that she would come on the podcast. This was like mid June. And Chaos Theory Pod and like GBM they were constantly like tweeting her like, Hey, you need to go on boot to the face podcast. And I couldn't tell them that she had already accepted it and was going to do it because behind the scenes, you know, you're, you're going back and forth with PR people and shit like that and trying to get your spot in line because she's been, she's been podcast heavy lately. Like she's trying to get the word out for a YouTube show and she's about to make her comeback the whole nine. And I guess WWE is a little bit more lenient on, podcast that they allow the wrestlers to come on now I, I don't know what the story is all i know is she said she would do it it took a while and like i said people were constantly tweeting her and tagging us in it and i couldn't tell them like hey chill the fuck out <laughs> so, you're gonna scare her ass away bro yeah i had to kind of i had to let it ride and then um uh so she, she canceled friday because she had something come up it was supposed to be last friday and then Sunday, we're about to do it. And for some reason, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use my AirPods as my headphones. And I tried it out on our podcast, Marty, that we were doing. And it worked fine, right? So 1 o'clock was the time that she was supposed to come on. That was our schedule. And I'm sitting in front of my computer. And I think you text me like, hey, you might want to look at our DMs. And she was in there saying that she couldn't get on Squadcast because she was out of town and only had her iPad and iPhone, which, you know, was whatever. Well, and so we, we recorded to- early that day because you wanted to get a little bit of a break beforehand. So yeah. I ended up being ready for work after the show. And so I didn't look at my DM because she DM'd me personally. And I didn't get it till I was on my way to work. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, they were supposed to start like 30 minutes ago. And I barely seen her message now. Yeah. And, and then that's, that's when I text you like, hey, look at the – I'm like, oh, never mind. I think, I, think, I think they got it already. Yeah. So it was like one twelve when I realized what was happening. And um, so we tried to go to Skype. And Skype was good. Like, well, first she sent me an invite on Skype, and whatever reason I didn't get it. So then I had to, it was a whole thing, like a bunch of bullshit that y'all probably don't care about. But the funny part is, and I posted these two videos. 
we were sitting there talking, doing a little pre-interview thing. And as soon as I hit record, the sound and my volume, my entire side just like shut down as soon as I hit record. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Now, by this time, it's like 1.30. So she was supposed to be on 30 minutes ago. I don't know how her time was or whatever. So I'm freaking out. So I try it again. And then I try to set up a Zoom thing. She couldn't get in without the password. It was just like a clusterfuck. But luckily, she was very patient about it. Um, she was appreciative of how patient we were with waiting on her to to come on. Because like I said, it was like a month and a half, which I completely get. Like, you know, you're busy. You're a, you're an actual WWE wrestler. So <laughs> I imagine you got a lot of shit going on. But I will say you know, of all the shows and stuff like that, that she did go on Marty, they were all quote unquote, bigger shows besides ours. And, and even this one that I'm going to mention, the little kid, AJ is awesome. Like he's in there with like Cody and all of them. So he gets wrestlers all the time. But as far as the pod she's done, we were the only like quote unquote, smaller independent podcast. So I appreciate the hell out of it. She's, you know, probably my favorite women's wrestler of all time. I tried not to come off like a fucking fan girl when I was doing it. And we've got a lot of positive feedback on it. So it was a lot of fun, man. I'll try to quit talking about it as much now. Cause you know, it's been a week and I'm sure people are tired of hearing it, but I told hey, my, man. Boss at work, my boss <laughs> at work was like, Hey, I need you to run some extra shit. And I was like, I don't know if you know this now, but I interviewed, I interviewed Mickey James on Sunday. Like I'm not doing shit extra. I'm kind of a fucking big deal right now. He's like, who the fuck is Mickey James? Oh, uh, like, you know what? You go do that work. You better, you better earn your side to work your way up. You go do that work now. Yeah, I fucking had a future Hall of Famer on the goddamn line on Sunday. I'm not doing oh, shit. <laughs> oh, damn. That's fucking hilarious. No, man. Do what you do. Share it. You're, I mean, there's no reason not to. Don't fucking hide that shit. Flaunt it. Yeah, but like I said, man, it was. Until uh, she tells you, hey, man, quit, quit sending my shit out there. Like, I don't want, quit, quit sharing that. Keep doing I tell it. you what, and and everybody that's listening, you know, I appreciate the positive feedback and the feedback and y'all letting her know that you enjoyed it. Because, you know, one, I wouldn't mind having her on again, or we wouldn't mind having her on again. And two, we're not an interviewing podcast, but this is a place where wrestlers could come and not be fucking bombarded with dumb questions or try to get news breaking or stir some shit up. Like we're or just here to and, and, yeah. you know, belittle you for being on the show. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that's about, but you got I a mean, shout out. Shut up. You know, I said, so I, I look, I was telling my wife, I'm not talking so, about that. I'm talking about fucking oh, Cole and McAfee. Oh, Look, so I was telling Damn, my wife, she, you there because that she popped goes, up real fucking quick. No, because I was thinking about it, and I wanted to tell you this before we started. So oh, at one point, Mickey James was like, "Is Marty all right?" And ori- originally, I was going to tell her like, "Yeah, he's fine. He just he pulled like his right ass cheek doing some kind of yoga move, and he had to go get surgery." But I didn't. I just said he's at work. But I had to edit it out because I paused for a second, like. Ooh, do I talk shit about him? But oh, what a it dick. was. It would have been funny. It would have been funny, but I didn't. So yeah, that was uh that was our week, man. Um, like I said, we got episode one hundred coming up. We're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, we will get into a lot of news that's happening in wrestling this week, Marty. Like WWE Underground, and I want to get your thoughts on that because I've seen a mixed bag of reviews on it, and I'll tell you what I 
thought about it. And we'll do that right after this break. Stay tuned. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, episode 99. Uh, <laughs> Marty Vasquez and Chris Rucker, we're having fun on the break. Uh, when you edit Marty, that shit out, you better add that part as like the hot fucking, just start that from the beginning. <laughs> Marty, let's get into some wrestling. Uh, this Monday, before Raw came on, we started getting all kind of alerts about a new faction coming out, like Shane McMahon's going to be there making an announcement. Um so Shane's announcement and his return was WWE Underground, which, you know, if you've been living under a rock or not on social media, was just the back of the performance center with a ring with no go no goal posts. A ring with no ring posts, a black mat, and just no, there's ring posts. There were ring posts. There just wasn't any Yeah, that's right. MVP hung his jacket up on it. Yeah, there just wasn't uh, any ropes. No ropes and just guys in there fighting with a referee and Shane McMahon jumping around as the hype man. So before I get your take on it, I will say this. People were complaining about Shane McMahon. Does that not fit Shane McMahon perfectly? Like he's some fucking rich, stuck-up kid that thinks he's cooler than what he is. So of course he would fund a fucking illegal fight ring with a bunch of like quote-unquote thugs and shit like that down there trying to kill each other. And he's the one like footing the bill for all of it. Of course, like. That's what yeah, you're doing. I got, I got rich the money. Spoiled guy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Richie Rich had a fucking McDonald's inside his fucking house. You dip down, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Richie Rich. Uh, <laughs> the- <laughs> okay, so listen. Speaking of cartoons and shit, real quick. Somebody tried to get me to watch Sailor Moon. Did you see me talking oh, about that? I didn't see that because I got called out on thinking, people thinking it's me. I don't <laughs> yeah. fucking watch Sailor Moon. Man, shut up with that. My man said, oh, you would like it. It's this little hot-in-the-pants teenage thought fighting crime. <laughs> like, that shit's like why, 30 years old. Why would I want to watch that? Tata watches it, though. Uh, I, I, can, I can believe it. But that's Tata how I say, hey, 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 might as well watch Powderpuff Girls also, man. Like, it's the same shit. <laughs> But anyway, back to WWE Underground, man. What were your thoughts on it? Um, I thought it was interesting. Uh, I, obviously, I think <laughs> Shane McMahon was just goofy as hell, and it, it's Shane McMahon, so it fits him. I love seeing Shane on TV, um, especially if we haven't seen him in a long time, so that was kind of nice. Um, I think Underground, I think they could have done a lot better with it. The fact that they would just, like, bounce in, while there's a fight going on and Shane's just talking over it. And it's like, it was like a showcase. It wasn't really like an, um, a, a presentation of it all. It was a showcase. I felt like, this is what we got going on back here. If you guys ever want to come back and check it out, like a, like a fucking commercial, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if it's going to be like an actual segment, then let the, like, let us see fights happen. Like, uh, you know, have people come in or show that don't just have us pan in halfway through the, or till the end of a fight. And then raise somebody's hand while Shane's in the middle of the ring talking and you hollering. Um, I think if they can keep doing it, that'd be freaking awesome. I love it. But they got to do it right. And they there was a lot of things that needed to work out in that moment that they didn't do. They could have done. But other than that, I think it's I think it's a positive. I think uh, the way you just described it, I kind of like, though. I like the fact that, like, hey, these guys aren't on the show. So we're just back here, like, fighting for money. Like they can't get on the show. <laughs> They're not on Raw. They're at the arena. They got nothing to do. So shit. Here, you want to win a thousand dollars? Go knock this motherfucker out. We got a yeah, medic back here. And, we got a referee. And that works. But do it yeah. that way. Like do that. Do the challenge and then see somebody step up and like, fucking square up with me. You know what I mean? Right. 
One thing uh, I'm hoping that comes above all, I hope the entire reason for this is for Lashley to just beat the shit out of everybody and Lesnar show up and them to just fucking fight back there since they won't have a real fucking match. Them to like having a quote unquote shoot match would be fun. Um, you saw your boy Dolph Ziggler back there. And as much as I don't like him and I thought he looks lame as hell doing it. We forget Dolph is a badass. Like when it comes to amateur wrestling, like, you I mean, know, he's a state champion. Yeah. You he's don't think American. about it. Yeah. You don't think about it just because of his character for the past 15 years, but you forget, like he could do some work if he wanted to. And the one person that I would love to see back there besides Lashley and, uh, and Lesnar go at it. I'd love to see Shelton Benjamin, like beating people's ass and Chad Gable come in and, and see them like go at it for real. Cause I think Chad Gable could fuck some shit up too. I mean, he was an Olympian. Like that would be a lot of fun to watch them too. And I know Shelton is a long way away from when he used to throw Brock around and stories are, he used to, you know, dominate Brock when they were in college, but I would love to see Shelton and Chad Gable go at it, man. Let's put something straight. You may, it may be years removed from that, but you still know how to do it. Yeah. Just that's like we just talked about dogs. It's like right, you're riding a fucking bike. You're riding a horse. That shit does. That's fucking muscle memory, man. And you it's know, not like he's cool. a like out of shape. Exactly. Fat guy. It's not like he's the fucking Brooklyn brawler walking <laughs> in after thirty years. Like the motherfucker's no wrestling. He's been wrestling nonstop since then. I tell you one thing that that bothers me about wrestling fans, and and we talk about this a lot, is the constant like need to complain and bitch. Like you, you always say, "Oh man, WWE is just doing the same thing over and over again." And then as soon as they try something new, it was on for one week. Everybody shit on it. Like you, you don't even give it a chance. Like, this is stupid. They should just give these guys more time in the ring. Yeah, but when they had more time in the ring, you bitched about that. You complained that fucking, uh, I can't think of their group name, but like the hot Latino guys were all on TV every fucking week wrestling the same people. You know what I mean? Like. Pick pick which side you want to bitch about, but you can't bitch about every. Well, then I guess you can bitch about everything because you do it. Like y'all are so fucking unhappy. I tweeted out this week like people on the internet would have made the Monday Night War so fucking miserable, man. The Monday Night Wars wouldn't have happened if the internet was as, was like what it is now. It just would have been so shit on people would have people would have stuck to uh, Monday Night Raw. They would have stuck to Nitro. It wouldn't have mattered. Like they just. So this uh other faction that debuted that just went around like tearing shit up, like <laughs> I don't know what to make of it. It could be a cool thing that's happening. It could be the lamest thing. I'm gonna pump my brakes on it. I didn't see you what watched, on SmackDown watched, yet. Okay, okay. I heard I saw the stills of it though. How they tore up the arena and they went to the crowd like beating people's ass. <laughs> Long as they didn't mess with Zia Lee, because they mess with Zia Lee, we got beef. No, they didn't. She wasn't there. Okay, but there was a moment. He was there. She was oh, I, well, she was one of the ones that took off running then because she okay, wasn't good there. for her. But there was like a ra- ah, dude. There was like a rapey moment, and it was just weird. Ugh. Like there was one of the female red, like they like get everybody out of there, and then like they they're all in black. You know, there's five of them. They're all suited up in black from head to toe. And then like they come back, they come like they see some of the talent still on the sideline, so they like jump out, come through the 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 back to behind the barricades, and like. One of the guys like grabs the one. I can't even remember who who it was, but I didn't, couldn't really see. Um, grabs her legs and trips her over, and then like all surround her, and she's just like trying to crawl away. They're just following, like right there. I'm like, uh, this doesn't have to be like right. No, there. It's just- oh, hold on though. Like it was just like 
They were just it was just it was a bad a, look. It was just a creepy vibe out of it. Yeah. Luckily that the the one lone you know female in the group was the one that like hit her at the end. Yeah. But but before that, it was like the guy grabbed her and like pulled pulled her down and like pulled him close to them. And then they just all surrounded her all in black. I'm just like, that's that's not a good look, guys. Like that's that's just creepy right there. Yeah. No, that was my but it was I don't know. I Monday night it was whatever. It didn't really like register. And then obviously they went full blown extent on um Friday. I don't know what to think of this. Like, I don't, I want to see more of it, I guess. Yeah. It's, you know, it's either going to be a dumpster fire or it's going to be absolutely amazing. And we're not even close to finding out yet. And I want to know who's, I, I, my question was like, is this going to be, are, the, are these like NXT talent or are these WWE talent or are these people who it's, it's called retribution. So are these people that were let go and they're making their return by being in this group? Yeah, shit, uh, they're all already they're already signed. Like everybody signed somewhere else. Not everybody. I mean, there was and Heath Slater's in Impact. Uh, Zach Ryder's is in AEW. For the moment. Uh, Hawkins is in Impact. Luke I mean, Anderson all, and Gallows are in Impact. Talent. Like all the big talent is resigned. Yes. Oh, so what is it like? Fucking EC3 and no, EC3 is going to make the Impact man. Oh yeah. yeah. Sound, yeah. Well, you said big talent. I. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Here's the thing. So, what, what was that? The truth. What was the truth group called? Or was that was was that anything? Have a name to that yet? Or was the truth. it the truth? Yeah, like the circle on that kept popping up. Like, oh, we will tell the truth, or we will speak the truth. Oh, uh, it was like anonymous or whatever that just kind of disappeared. And yeah, assumed it was Ali, and now and that like, he's on Raw, the guy's gone. And, well, yeah, exactly. They kind of like scrapped that or something. And I yeah. heard rumors that folks come back, but we got that, and now we got them. this one. So my question is, and I've seen rumors happen, and I don't think it is, but what if this is CM Punk part of it? Part of this, I'm um, just throwing out that I don't think it is, but I'm just throwing out that. Seen the rumors, just thinking to us, like if it's basically saying, you know, basically kind of like screw WWE, and I mean they literally have drawn the WWE, they circled it, and then they cross it out, and then they like There's spray no big- painted. They spray painted SmackDown off the like they cross it off off the wing guard wing gear. If they wanted to be real and they're gonna do graffiti. They should drew a big dick on it. That would don't just cross it out and draw a line through it. Like vandalize draw, the shit. Just draw, draw a dick. Yeah. Just, the just draw a big ass dick on it. Put, that who would make me buy. Who is it? Who is it? Putting Vinny Mac picture of Vinny Mac up there and then yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was in high school. I remember John. I grew up in the desert where there was dust on vehicles. I remember the shit we used to draw on people's exactly. vehicles. Exactly. Wash and on the back windows. And you made you wash it because you trust me. You didn't want to drive around town with that shit on the back window. Yep. Call this number for a good time written on the stall. On there, the was side. A, there was some pretty uh, explicit pictures that were drawn on some back windows back then. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't think it's CM Punk. I think he. In his mind and other people's mind, I think he's too big for this. It, you know, I don't like CM Punk. It would be cool if it was like the re- for the wrestling fan themselves that do like him that have been clamoring for him to come back. Like it would be a cool moment for them. You know, I I say stuff like that all the time for people I don't like. It ain't gonna move the needle for me, but I understand for the community itself how cool that would be. Yeah, I mean, but, there's some people believe it or not who don't like The Rock, and when The Rock shows up, we we mark out. Who but- doesn't like The Rock? And there are some people who are idiots. Like not, everyone, not everybody's smart. Okay. Some people are like stupid. Rock, I like didn't Santa Claus? Probably not. Do you not they, like America? 
They're probably the ones who walk into the, the fucking mall and be like, hey, kids, he's not real. And they all just sit there and start crying. And then he goes and gets a hot dog on a stick. How could you not like the rock? That's, that bothers me. Hey, man, by the way, I put the rock in our notes last week and you totally just passed over that. that, that. We'll talk about him today. We just oh. did. There it is. Huh. <laughs> now we're not going to talk about it no more. We're just going to skip over it again. Nice transition. <laughs> Speaking of skipping over the rock, let's go to Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy's debate. And the tie-in with The Rock and Jericho, Marty, as you just talked about a little while ago. What was it, 21 years ago today? 21 years, dude. The last final countdown. Final countdown. Uh, 3, 2, 1 came down. Y2J showed up and made his debut. (laughs) Rock out there in that fucking tank top and his damn wrestling trunks, looking like he had lingerie on. He was going to somebody's hotel room. He probably was. Lillian be back there. Hey, Lillian. You like <laughs> you like strudel? strudel? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, twenty one years ago today, Jericho debuts for man. When you say shit like that, it makes me feel so old. So and here's the thing: here, a full fucking circle. Because not only that, twenty one years ago, we're talking about Jericho and the Rock, and Jericho because we're talking about Jericho and Cassidy. That's what we're gonna get into. But we also had somebody show up on uh, AEW. As the moderator, Mr. Eric Bischoff himself, and Tony I'm back, and Tony goes on to say, uh, "Timeline." So we just had 21 years, right, for Jericho and, and and The Rock and debut, and Tony goes out and says that it's been 20 years since Bischoff has been on TV on TNT. Was the last year of WCW not on TNT? It was, and that was okay. 2000. That was 2001. But Bischoff wasn't uh he wasn't in WCW anymore towards the end. He got fired like twice from WCW. So he was so when but, so when they ended, he wasn't a part of WCW. He was gone when when Benny Mac and Shane yeah. bought WCW and then he came back after they bought it. Right. But that wasn't on TNT. That was on USA or whatever. I didn't watch WCW like that. And so I'm like, well, the WCW ended. 21. Yeah, Bischoff, Bischoff originally got fired, and then he came back, him and Russo, and Bischoff was actually going to try to buy the company, and right. a bunch See, of and stuff and fell I through. thought that's why it was 2001, because I thought he was in the mix to buy on He like, was in on the mix TV. to buy it, but he right. was actually he was out of the fold by then also, so he was trying to get money together to buy it and save it, and then Vince bought it and killed it, which is one of the most heartbreaking fucking things that ever happened in my life. Was it? Yeah, it really was. That and like Sting losing the Triple H at WrestleMania are like top fucking two. Well, so I mean, WWE just fucked you twice. You really? I'm not about to take this. This has been Jericho and Orange Cassidy are having a debate. I didn't see it. I heard Orange Cassidy like, I'm going to watch it eventually. I heard Orange Cassidy was like, uh, politicking for global warming and shit well, like that. Because there was five questions and there were like fan polled questions from different social media sites. And one of the questions had to do with like sea level rising. And Jericho's just talking shit the whole time. And then like Cassie gives like a like an actual like politician's answer to the sea level rising. And it was like, oh shit, this guy could talk. All right. Yeah. But his final promo was really what sets it off and it makes me even more excited to watch these two in the ring. Like I fucking love it. If you know what, I'm I, I apologize for all the shit talking the last year that I've given since since All Out because of Cassidy. 
Um, I couldn't stand him then. The shit he was doing, I, I wasn't a fan. I know I've got the Cassidy orange, the freshly squeezed shirt. Um, but but I'm a Cassidy fan, man. I love it. And his promo this week just solidified it. I love this promo. Imagine that. That's uh, I did. You, we talked about we were we were zooming on Wednesday, so I had it on mute and I was kind of watching the background. I did see Swagger walking out with the fucking white suit that got orange juice spilled on it, and then Swagger like beat the shit out of Cassidy when I looked up. Well, I did see that part. America lost the debate. Yeah, and so uh, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. I just like I said, I, it's been a week. <laughs> I'm lucky that I watch Raw Monday night. Yeah, because I was so damn like when I was texting you, I was like being ready to pass out, and I was and because I, I had been moving back and forth all day long yesterday cleaning the apartment, so I can turn keys in. And I don't care how much you clean your apartment and clean your house and stuff, but when it's time to move out, it feels like it's never been cleaned. Exactly. Oh my god! Like and imagine oh, like. Man. Imagine a fucking house house, like a big ass house. I mean, we didn't the first time we sold our house, like we had to clean that fucking like it was like, my God, what kind of savages are we? <laughs> right? And then like I, I cleaned I know I cleaned this shit. Like what the hell? Yeah. But that's funny you say that because we experienced that recently also. Um, yeah, I got I was able to watch SmackDown throughout the day. And then I watched AEW last night and I'm like and my DVR, because I had a so when I was talking last week about how my DVR was fucking up and all this shit, well, it's because of the box. that like, They told me all my shit was going to work and it was compatible. Well, then they, I had to have a tech come out because my cable just wasn't working. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, your uh, your box isn't, isn't coded for this geographical area. I'm like, well, the son of a bitch on the phone told me it was. So fix it. And so he has, he's like, oh, I got a box in, box in the room. And, you know, and, you know I don't, I, I'm cool with small talk. But sometimes I just get in. I was like making dinner that day, and I'm like just get in and get out, and go because I want to watch the Braves game right now, and the Braves game's on. And he starts talking like, "Oh, what do you watch? What do you have?" He's like, "I got to take your DVR," which sucks because I had I had all the episodes of Wow saved on and that I'm on. Like I'm visibly in the show. I had all those that whole season saved. I had all the dark uh, Dark Side of the Rings episodes saved. I had on my on my rest. I had all uh all in no. I had one of the one of the I had one of the the, the AEW pay per views saved on there, um, but I had just a bunch of shit saved on there. I'm like stuff I was saving. I'm like son of a bitch. So and then like everything got reset, but then it only like, recorded the last hour of Dynamite this week. I'm like fuck. So I missed a six man tag team uh, or eight man tag team, whatever it was. But um, no, fucking twelve. It was a twelve man, like thirty seven man tag. There was a bunch of motherfuckers in that match. It was basically everyone in AEW outside like the four matches they had. Um, but then I'm lucky it was only that hour though because afterward I was like I'm out. I I was like falling asleep. Even though I wasn't bored, I was just exhausted. Um, but anyways, I know went off tangent, off off chat topic there. But anyway, continue. Uh, Adam Page. He's looking more like he's friendlier with FTR than he is the elite. Seriously, man, he looks like he's been closer to FTR over the last three weeks than he's been with, with the elite for the last six months to a year. Can I say, um, I love how drawn out this storyline is. Like, this with is Hangman? one of the things. Yeah, this is one of the things that I'm really enjoying with AEW because it's so up and down. And one week him and Kenny are cool. The next week he hates the Bucks. The next week he's with FTR. The next week Kenny's like, "Oh, I kind of see what you're saying about the Bucks. They they kind of suck. 
there's some selfish little pricks. The next week, Kenny's like, oh, no, these are my boys. Like, I love the whole roller coaster. Of it. This is one of my favorite things going on in wrestling right now because it's been happening for so long. And, it goes back to look at a year ago. If you go back to your episode yeah. this time last year, we were talking about he's going to be the one to start. And it's like, you know, are they going? Are they pulling it too early? Are they too late on this? Are they going to draw it out? It's like this is something. He's a star that they need to slow roll, and they've been doing it, and it's been paying off. It, I mean, if you remember, you know, I was the one that was like they're dropping the ball with him, like but he had lost to Jericho, and then he was just kind of like doing his own thing and just kind of floating along. And then they started this alcoholic gimmick that he's got. And since then, which is basically like, he's like the, it's like the white version of me. (laughs) Only he rides horses and shit. He's like the wrestler version. If, if, if boots in the face was a wrestler, it's it's Adam Page because he's got the alcohol, the whiskey and the cowboy side of him. Like it's literally the two of us. Like, it's, it, we, we we built Hangman Page. <laughs> we had to create a wrestler. <laughs> Only, I don't think we both would have made him a blonde-haired white. No, though, we but, probably wouldn't. Yeah. Well, then again, well, the blondes are the ones that pull in the, the action on the wrestling scene. So, yeah, hey. we didn't we didn't have enough uh, creative character points built up to like change his hair color and shit like that. So you take what we you had, can we get. Gotta go, we got to go with the basic model. It's yeah. like, <laughs> we're going to put all our points into character and to alcohol cont- uh, compatibility. Yeah. And the what's same his, reason. What's his, uh, what's his tolerance level? Oh, we we can go all the way up to hundred. Oh, yeah, just take all the points. <laughs> yeah, no, we he doesn't need to know wrestling moves. No, fuck that. We need to just give him a whiskey tolerance. That's what we need. Okay, we're just gonna make his his finishing move the lariat. We're just gonna call. We're just gonna make the lariat. That's a basic move. You can make that as finishing move, right? Because remember back in the old SmackDown games when you can make your own, you can just basically like have like a, a regular move and you can just title that your finisher. Yeah. Yeah, just like give him the lariat. That's, it's like by good. the end of the match, he is so drunk he actually talks himself into doing a flip over the top rope and hitting somebody with a clothesline. Like that's that's perfect. Um, but going back, going back to the storyline, you know, one or, of the reasons I love it is because it's it's so long. When you, when you title this episode, it needs to be Hangman Page is boot to the face. Just. <laughs> But one of the reasons I love it is the same reason I love the the Bailey and Sasha thing that we were kind of arguing about uh, last week. Every week. Is I love the fact that it's, you know, wrestling fans were so impatient. Like when we get something that you wanted to hurry up and end, you wanted to hurry up and end, you want to hurry up and get to the destination, but you don't want to go on the ride. Like that's what I grew up on in wrestling. Like I grew up on. Six months to a year for yeah. one story. Like if we got the Rock versus Triple H, we were getting that shit drawn out for like eight right. months. And they were going to wrestle a couple times and then they'd have run-ins all over. And then there was only one show. And, you know, even before that, like when I used to watch WCW, all they had was WCW Saturday night and they would record that shit like a month in advance. You might not get the payoff to a feud for like six months. You know what I mean? At a random pay-per-view because they only had a couple of a year. So I'm really enjoying that. Um I'm up and down on the dark order, but the fact that that's such a long storyline too, I'm, I'm still into it. You know what I mean? I Sometimes I like it. Sometimes I don't. But I'm still intrigued by it, man. These long storylines, I, I will commend AEW on that. Like, they're doing well with some of that stuff. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah, because you don't you don't feel like you're being recycled. Everything's so damn much. Um, you may you may get the same interactions for so long, but the payoff isn't happening. You're not. Oh, they've been building up for three weeks. Now we're going to get a match. Oh, we're going to build up for another three weeks to get another match. Well, no, we're building up this whole storyline. We're at the point now with this storyline with Hangman Page that 
when it all comes to a freaking just a tornado, are we gonna? It's gonna come down to whether he sides with FTR or the elite, and that well, who sides with him? Well, no, and it's. I think it's gonna come down to like. What if he sides with somebody? To, okay, check this out. What if he sides well, with neither well, one of them, and and Kenny goes with him? That'd see, that'd be great too. But yeah. I think th- like this whole thing with him, I think is going to lead to FTR versus the Bucks. It's it's got to come to a head at some point, and I think I think that he's the catalyst for all that. Which whatever, whatever direction he goes is what's going to be at the breaking point of that of that that ha- that whole feud kind of getting its its start. All right, so I. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen, but I'll tell you why I'm not feeling it. I think his storyline is too big for him to be just a chess piece in FTR versus the Bucks. Like, I think his storyline has been something that's been a thread in AEW since like episode 10. You know what I mean? Like, it's been so long. I would hate for them to use all that work they put on it just to get the Bucks versus the FTR out of it. Like, I want his storyline to culminate in something huge for him. Like, I don't well, know, AEW about. world title. That's what I'm talking about though. Like, I feel like it's the catalyst getting it all started. But what I mean by that is it's going to get, the, get that few between those two teams started, but it's going to start because he's going to basically whatever he does is going to get that to go. And it's going to elevate him to a whole new level. And I feel like that him doing whatever he does is going to send him on that singles push. So Cody's been hinting at, the four horsemen for a while. He's been making little heel tendency type stuff. Everybody's talking about, and I don't know why everybody's calling it the four horsemen just because he held four fingers up. Like that could be anything. It could just be four people with Arn Anderson as the, I mean, I, mean, I see the, the parallels. I see the parallels or whatever, but I just don't know about everybody calling it the four horsemen, but say Cody does get a, a heel group of four and we're all trying to figure out who that fourth member is. Cause FTR is obviously going to be it. What if it's hangman? I think I mean, it's perfect. You watch Ring of Honor more than I do, and you know how much Cody fucking went to bat for Hangman, saying how he's the biggest star in the world coming up, blah, blah, blah. Like, if the four of them turned heel together and just ran rough shot over the elite, like, I'd well, be down it, for it. It goes back to, you know, Cody's promo of, am I in, you know, in the, the Nightmare family? Am I in elite? They might be a member elite. of the elite. Yep. You know, and and the the kind of the, the background shadow story we've been kind of playing out with Hangman is is he really even a member of the elite? He's just fucking there. Like he comes in, drinks his beer, gets paid, wrestles, and goes home. Um, but is he like an actual like he's 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 that guy in the group chat who just sits there and listens and like throws a like here and there, and that's it. You know what I mean? So I can easily see him being like, you know, fuck yeah, Cody. I don't feel I'm not, I, don't, I feel this more than I do the elite anyways. I'm with you. I would that I think that would be fantastic. All right, so what we're gonna do we're gonna take a break. We come back, we'll get up, we'll get to NXT and SmackDown, and then we got a bunch of news that we need to cover here on Boot to the Face, episode 99. Welcome back, Boot to the Face, episode 99. Marty Vasquez, Chris Rucker. Marty, let's talk some NXT. Big things happened this week as Dakota Kai became the number one contender for EO Shirai's NXT Women's Championship. Are they calling it the Women's Championship again? Yep. I knew they were just calling it the NXT Championship, even though it had Women's NXT Championship. Yeah, but I think that was only the title moment. I, yeah, it wasn't. That didn't go. That didn't last very long. Okay, so EO Shirai's Women's Championship versus Dakota Kai. Um, 
I'm more of a Tegan Knox fan than Dakota Kai, but I do like Dakota Kai's heel turn. She's she's kind of won me over. I really didn't like her to begin with, but since she's turned, I've been kind of a fan of her. Um, I, haven't so liked I, think, the, I haven't liked Dakota Kai for a couple, for about a year and a half. I think EO and her will put on a good show, but I don't see her being the one to beat EO. I hope not, anyway. Ever since, well, I mean, you know, never mind. Um, yeah, I hope she's not the one to beat EO. That's... Oh yeah, make, at least make it somebody that's kind of believable. I just don't see her being ready for a championship yet. Like not at not all. EO, though. Um, let's talk about the big thing from from NXT. Apparently, Adam Cole got beat up by a punter. I didn't see it, so I mean, there's millions of ways it could have happened. But if you take away everything, Adam Cole got beat up by a punter, and it was believable as hell because that punter is like two times his size. And I know you don't like it because he was he was held down and laid down on the table on the freaking announcer's table while he came in and kicked him in the head. I mean, fuck Pack Matt Fee. That guy's such a douche. I think Randy Orton should kick his ass. Yes, trying to steal his gimmick. Like motherfucker, I punt people in the face. I literally have a move called the punt kick. So Randy Orton should just do a run in in the middle of it and do a big thigh slap on Pat McAfee and let Adam Cole win. That'd be perfect. That would be fantastic. <laughs> a lot of people are upset about this, though. Like, how could you just let a football player come in and beat up Adam Cole? When he oh, yeah, because about 400 days. Lawrence Taylor didn't come in and do shit when he was around. He's a fucking football player. Shut the fuck up. I, You know, I get it. It's, it's For me, it's like it's not so much a bit on a football player. It's the fact that it's Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat I mean, McAfee's hey, annoying. I, I understand. I'm pretty sure that Rob... Rob Gronkowski was a fucking twenty four seven champion. Yeah, but for like that's two not months. the same thing. Gronkowski's an annoying motherfucker too. People didn't like that. I mean, I get it. Like McAfee's annoying as hell, but you know, if you strip all the things away and you look at it, you know, just look at these two guys standing side by side. I understand Adam Cole was your champion for four hundred something days, but if you don't think he would have a shot against Adam Cole in a fucking brawl, then you're crazy. He's like. Twice the guy's size. Seriously, like if you would see the two of them in a bar fight, and McAfee looks like the douchebag that would be there with all his friends egging him on, and would hold somebody down so he can come and do a punt to somebody's head. Like he just looks like that kind of guy. Yep. He's he's a he's a him and him and Shane McMahon should be best friends, and they probably are. Maybe that's how they got on TV. They're going to run underground together. Shane Gronk and fucking Pat McAfee are like the new Main Street Posse. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, he's the new Pete Gass and, and Rodney over there. <laughs> Pete Gass. What was the other was, guy's name? It was Rodney Abs, Pete Gass. And was it Joey, Joe, or Joey Abs? Joey. Joey. It, was, it was Joey, just, Rodney, and Pete, wasn't it? Fucking no. I just know they all wore sweater vests, and that was my favorite thing in the world about it. Like, how are y'all a gang and you're wearing a sweater vest? Well, I mean, <laughs> you just came from the country club and you're going to jump somebody. Oh, Ronnie, st- Joey has a peak ass. I was right. Look at that. That's so funny. I mean, I am a Shane O'Mac fan, so it makes sense. Click, Anyways, have a jersey. You got, yeah, I'm right. You got his jersey hanging right up next to Michael Jordan. I mean, you should be ashamed it, of yourself. It, it, just to entertain it, that shit. And you're not even like it's, showing it's in, me for saying it. It's in the. I mean, they're in the the closet next to each other because I got my baseball and my bas- my basketball jerseys. Um, speaking of Jordan, fucking Britt Baker root. Come on, I love it. Uh 
I saw him. No. I love it. Don't be wearing that 23 out there. Ugh. And I love the fact that she's helping Rebel get on TV. Reba? <laughs> yeah. I'm Reba. Uh, she called her Reba. Ugh. Uh, on SmackDown, Stephanie McMahon made a huge announcement that Sasha Banks would be defending her women's Raw Women's Championship at SummerSlam, possibly versus Asuka, who Sasha volunteered Bailey to fight, which I love the fact they do that to each other. I love it, too. And I think it's hilarious that ba- Bailey's like, oh, you would have been nice you know, if you could just talked it over with me. Like, did you not just do that shit to her like four weeks in a row? She's been doing that shit to her for months. Seriously, like, like, I know, title. Yeah. but like, like, she's like, and Sasha's done it like three weeks already. And I'm like, yeah, it's called payback. You do the exact same shit to her. And now she's doing that shit back to you. Karma is a bitch. Payback's coming through. So the, the other half of Stephanie's announcement was that there will be a battle royal with women from every brand to see who faces Bailey. You mean, you know we're going to see in that battle royal? Everybody, everybody, everybody. I know who we're going to see. Santana when is, when is that battle royal? Next week. Monday. On what show? Monday, I thought. It's tomorrow? Oh, shit, Jason. Oh, hold on. Maybe it's maybe it's on SmackDown. There's no way they're doing both of them. I don't know. Continue talking. I'll find that out. Fact checker 101. <laughs> so that's coming up. Um Another thing that happened on SmackDown, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. This is another storyline that I'm all the way into. We were talking before. Yep. Continue. Go We were talking before before the show started, and I was saying how Mandy just has a different vibe now with her haircut. Like, the little ass whooping she gave Sonya Deville was way more. I don't know. Aesthetically, it just looked. She looked like a badass coming out there with a little jeans on and and shirt more than she would have with all the fucking extensions and shit everywhere. So it works for, um, I love the storyline. She she cut her hair. It was like, she, she cut it off and said, all right, fuck this. It's time to get real here. You know, Bianca pulls the, the ring hoops out. Mandy cuts the hair off. Oh my God. Damn. My God. Zelina Vega, by the way, Zelina Vega, take a hint. When Bianca took them hoops up, you should have followed Charlie. Charlie got the hell out of Dodge. When, <laughs> when she grabbed I mean, them hoops, Charlie, it was like a cartoon. Like Charlie threw the microphone up in the air, and before it hit the ground, she was gone. <laughs> let's, okay, let's just be honest. <laughs> we both come from a from different backgrounds, but our backgrounds of, of what we come from, no. Man. When the female starts touching them hoops, it's you over. get the fuck out of Dodge. You, I don't care if you're in the right. I don't care if you can whoop that ass. Zelina's you still talking. Fuck out of town because that shit about to go one hundred, and they're not in a good. Like the devil is about to come out that bitch and go crazy on you. You got two choices: you can swing or you can run. And she did neither, and ended up getting her ass whooped. Because I'm telling you, if you go back and watch that little segment, and you see her take them earrings off, and the look on Charlie's face, Charlie got the hell on. Like, I mean, my look God. at look at. So Angel and, and Andrade are there, and even they know what the hell is about to happen. It's like, ooh, and, you better be quiet. I mean, <laughs> you better run. Girl, you better Andrade's, run. Like, Andrade's like, why do you think I was Charlotte? Why do you think I was Charlotte now? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was just anyway, a fantastic um, little 30-second segment. And, and speaking of that, did you see what happened yesterday on the internet? Yeah. So Zelina's and tweeting back and forth with Bianca, like, I didn't do anything. 
And Bianca's like, oh, so you don't think I'll pull up on you? And she's like, you ain't going to pull up on nothing. So she's streaming on Twitch talking to, uh, what's my girl's name? Kayla Braxton. And all of a sudden, Zelina looks up and goes, what are you doing here? And you see Bianca just like come across the screen at Zelina's house and just start wearing her ass out. <laughs> oh, my God. This is such a good little. I like how they're doing it. I like using social media and Twitch and shit like that to just well, like keep it like, going. I love how they did this to uh, kind of keep the story going. And that's what, you know what? One thing I love about like the nineties and the attitude era and everything we grew up with, like they did shit like that. Like, you know what? Yeah. This is going to pop up in the grocery store or, Hey, is that Brian Pillman? Like, you, I mean, we got shit, people popping up at houses and stuff. You know what I mean? Like Austin showing up. That's what we triple H showing up at house. Oh, that was a demented one too. Um, you know, like that shit. We saw a time. It was like, kept the story going. The fact that they're doing this now and doing it off air right. and showing it with social media is fantastic. Um, it, it makes it more just, oh, it just makes it, I have a, it's still a whole new level of believability because of the fact it's not like TV production, if that makes sense. I have a question that I, I'm sure you don't have an answer to, but you know, I don't know who I haven't answered answer. a question before this, so quick for you to answer that one. Uh, the battle royal is on Monday Night Raw, so we get Oscar and Bailey and oh, the wow. triple brand women's battle royal. It's going to be a good Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it is. Um, here's my question. Do you think them doing that on Twitch and, and social media and all that is WWE produced? Or do you think they're just like, hey, you know what would be cool is if we kept doing this and let's just see what happens. Let's see if we can get traction behind. Because, I mean, if you think about it, you know, years ago, Zack Ryder went on his own and did the Z True Hollywood story and got people caring about him. If you think about Becky Lynch during her run as the man, like one of the things she was doing was just talking shit to people on Twitter constantly. Like that wasn't a WWE thing. That was just her talking shit to people um, and people enjoying it. So do you think Bianca and Zelina were like, hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Nothing. What are you doing tomorrow? You want to keep this storyline going? Let's see if we can get some traction behind it and maybe they'll put us on TV more. If so, then that's fucking genius. If it's WWE doing it, that's also genius because I like stuff like this. Like use social media to get your shit more popular. You know what I mean? Like use social media. That's what it's there for. That's what everybody's on. You're not getting ratings anymore. You're literally working for the social media smarks. Um, so I have a couple different answers to that or takes on it. I think that I think it's fantastic. They're doing it. Um, I feel like it's WWE like initiated, but it's more along the lines of, Hey, go ahead and do what you want to do. Do continue the story where you can. Do what you want, but this is how we're going to progress the story. This is how we're going to get. This is going to get. working how we're going to lead into more going on. And I think that they have like given them the guidelines and said, "Do what you will," kind of thing. Um, I don't think it's a WWE. Oh, this is we're going to script this. We're going to do that. I think it's hey, we want you to do something that's going to get something, get some uh, fire or some feedback or some some momentum behind you guys. Go do what you have to and what you can. I think it also follows suit with what <clears throat> Cena said in an interview this week in regards to underground. 
Uh, he was asked about what he thought underground was about it, and he gave some comments and that he thought it was a great a great idea. Thought it was a way to for these talent that aren't on TV or, or you know may not have names to to make a name for yourself. And you mentioned about Zach Ryder going on and doing you know you know making his thing and, and on YouTube and becoming the internet champion and basically making that following to where it was like it was beneficial for the company to have him there. And I think it goes along lines of hey. You know, what Cena said, you know, if you want to be on TV, if you want to contract, if you want to be named someone and do what you've got, do it yourself, make your name, be who you are. And I think it kind of goes suit with what that is. And I think they're, they're making that name for themselves. I think these are two people who already have a name and well, now they're going to elevate that name. And I think the WWE is also giving them the go ahead to do what you will to do so. It's kind of like one of those like work, work at your own pace things. Hey, we want you guys to move up to the next level. We want you guys to get some some traction, heat behind you guys. So here's some points to take and points to do, and do it what you will this weekend. All right, before we get out of here, let's hit some news topics, Marty. The XFL. Did you even know it was for sale? I thought they were just shutting it down completely. I thought I was gone. Word comes out. This past week that The Rock spearheads a group along with his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, who, by the way, like kudos to them, too, for being able to get past whatever they had going on where they had to get divorced. And now they're like ruling Hollywood, right? Dude, seriously, though, like if you've ever read anything from either one of them, obviously, I I love The Rock and I, I I think their partnership is fantastic. But and it's always interested me uh, because it's kind of like the Michael Jordan thing. We're like he started dating, you know, the, the ex-wife's friend or whatever. But like the two of them, like if you've ever read any of their interviews and stuff like that, it seems like nothing went wrong. They just decided, like, hey, we this our relationship has run its course. Let's do our thing now. Oh, because like wrong. they well, just aren't uh, talking about it. Like that may be true. Something definitely happened. But, that may be true, but like her boyfriend is like the Rock's best friend, and like. Yeah. His girl, his wife is like her best friend. Yeah. So, I mean, what they have. Exactly. I mean, something probably went wrong to trigger that. Like, hey, we, this obviously, you know, they didn't just wake up one day, oh, we're done. You know, something might have happened, or obviously, probably happened. And then they kind of, you know, okay, we, well, this has run its course. But the fact that they're still like best friends and they have their partnerships and their production company and like fucking power, like they're not a couple, but they are the power couple. Like motherfuckers holy just bought the XFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, XFL TV yeah. movies. They fucking they're, hey, rock the rock twenty thirty or whatever twenty thirty six. But yeah, it's crazy. Um, they along with another uh some kind of media conglomerate, I think, or a person I can't remember the name of them, but it's three of them. They're all involved, and they bought the XFL for fifteen million dollars. Vince. Vince took out and set aside like what was 150 million to run it, and they get it for pennies on the dollar at 15 million. And I don't know, man. I think Rock might have fucking taken that Spencer Strassmore shit a little too seriously. I mean, I feel like same ballers, homie. He he said, like I I, I posted that tweet out, or I think I know. I think when I shared the post of announcement, I like that was my caption to the post. Uh, I feel like he did HBO ballers to set him up for this shit 
Like, hey, I'm not only not only am I going to do ballers because I'm setting the presence. This is what's going to happen, and the and the the, the ground the uh, groundwork for it. But I'm also going to do ballers. I'm going to put that money away because that money is going to end up buying the XFL. That's going to buy me a football league. That motherfucker nope. did it. Is that nope. the Rock, Dwayne Johnson, or fucking Spencer Strassmore out there? Because that motherfucker making money moves. I'm I'm excited to see what happens with it. It probably won't come back until like 2022. I mean. Rumors are rampant that college football season is going to be canceled. NFL is about to ramp back up. Baseball canceling games left and right because of COVID. So it'll obviously be a while, but see the fruits of the labor come to fruition with the XFL. But that's still exciting news. Um, moving I on, that, in- I hope that it keeps a lot similar to way the way that they were trying to do it with the with Vince. Um, like you know, everybody basically gets a paycheck. They're all working the same. They're not, you know, contract over contract or uh, one team's got its own salary and the other team. It, it's it truly is kind of like a development league. Like, we're gonna here to play football. We're gonna do our thing, but you also can give you opportunity to go be a star somewhere. And I think the Rock having that history is gonna just amplify and make that such a much a higher level for those people who are trying to make it. Uh, MVP signs a multi year WWE deal, which is odd. It was announced on Instagram, but he also announced on Instagram right before he started wrestling every fucking week that his WWE career was over with in the ring and he was just a producer. So what gives? Like, which one is it, MVP? Now, don't get me wrong. The Hurt Business is one of my favorite things going on WWE TV right now. It's two of my favorite wrestlers that I think are criminally underutilized and MVP, who I've also always liked. So I don't I don't have a problem with the Hurt. I just... <laughs> I can't stand MVP. I never have. I'll this goes what, back. You, you better not say that while Bobby Lashley's standing there. I like. I I I I like the heart like heart business, a heart business. Um, with the two of them, like Lashley and Shelton Benjamin, I think that's fantastic. I think that I think they can grow and make it even bigger and better. And I think that would be awesome. Hell, make them give them a bigger faction. Let them fucking take out Retribution. You want to come to our set? You want to come fuck with our stuff? Guess what? We're gonna knock. We're gonna just take you out. But MVP, uh, he's just such a douche to me, and not in like a entertaining kind of way. Like just in like shut the fuck up and get off TV. I don't want you on my TV at all. Talking, standing there, wrestling, and I've always felt that about him. He just he's never did anything for me besides irritate the hell out of me. Well, he's got a multi year deal, Marty. So you're just gonna have to be irritated with him. For a couple more years. You're just going to have to hope that your DVR cut off and didn't record while MVP's on there. <laughs> we talked so before we started recording. We are talking about how like the WWE search engine needs to like have predictable bullshit on there and be able yeah. to find how people type in. DVR is set it up so I can type in MVP delete and like it just doesn't record when MVP pops up. Then you would have missed the whole MVP and Matt Hardy basketball game <laughs> they were playing back in the day. Damn, you're right. What was the storyline? Was good though. I enjoyed. Matt it. What was that? Was that Matt Hardy one or two point? It was Matt Hardy two PO. Right? It was just Mark Matt Hardy. Like I don't oh, think he had a thing there. Just they were in competition for the U.S. title. Uh, <laughs> Goldberg calls Roman a joke. Did you read I that article? No clue what this is about. No, oh, you didn't. See, you didn't send me that article. So I just saw this this morning, and like, and when I saw this morning, it had got posted this morning. Apparently he's doing some media tours and just question things. And people asked about, you know, I guess they he was first asked regarding the the things that that Roman was talking about the headbutt and all that stuff. 
and it just comes out and, like Roman's a joke. It just goes off on that and like I don't know. Okay, do you really think Roman's a joke or are you just trying to? Are we are we going to get Roman versus? Goldberg now. I wanted that, that match at WrestleMania. Before. I wanted that match. I wanted him to beat the hell out of Goldberg. Um, and I wanted to have, you know what? I'm not going to lie. I would not mind that being his first match back of him calling him out. Something happening on Twitter and he calling out Goldberg and his first match back is against Goldberg. And I would actually prefer that to be his first match back than him coming back for the championship or be thrown into the time championship title uh, picture of his first day back. Tamatanga, you have is gonna go on a singles run, but my question is, why did he shave? Did he shave all his facial hair? Oh, is that what I'm saying, yeah, because I saw him posting people like making fun of him, talking shit about him, and he was like reposting dope. all of it. He is perfect on 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 social media, man. He he knows how to make fun of himself and to talk shit about people and to just keep you interested in it. Like he's probably one of the funniest people. In wrestling, if right? You're now. not following him. You have to like it seriously. Um, so they had the first night of the North American um, New Japan Cup this week, and we had there was four matches, and now four people gone on. And the semifinals this weekend. So we're gonna have Jeff Cobb, Kenta, um, Tonga, and and Dave Finley. That's our final four. And the you know two last two will fight, and they'll face Moxie for the North American Championship. Um, yeah, dude, like they he he came out and said that he's done everything he could as a tag team champion. He's done great things as the faction and what he's done. But is there more that he can do? And the fact that he's doing this individual, you know, he, uh, New Japan Cup, you know, he's, it's kind of awakened something in him. To is there more I can do? What else haven't I done? And he made this comment, like, you know, you've seen my G1 matches and you've seen my single matches and tournaments. And I kind of just phoned him in. You know, I just, like, didn't really care. It was like, whatever, because I'm a tag team wrestler. Um, but, hey, maybe it's time for me to change that. Maybe it's time for me to put more focus and making sure that when I do those moments that I'm giving it my all, kind of, so to speak. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think if he does that, I think Tonga singles run, would be fantastic because to be honest with you, I think Tomatonga should be the face and the head of Bullet Club. And the fact that he's one of the original and has never been a true leader of the of the faction is ridiculous. And I think it's because you know he hasn't really been that singles competitor. And I think this is going to be it. And I think that this him doing this is going to basically come lead towards the end of Jay White in Bullet Club eventually. I think he may he may not have ever been the leader, but he's always been like the spokesman. Like when you he think Bullet well Club, spokesman, but yeah. like because it went from like it was uh you know Kenny, and then he was like the interim until Lethal or uh, Jay White showed up, and you know what I mean. But it was so it kind of was it, but he wasn't. Uh, he like just relinquished it over to Jay White. So yeah, he's always been the voice of Bullet Club, right? But I don't and the, but I don't think he but he's never really been like the lead like this is my fucking faction you know and dude speaking of bullet club have you seen bad luck fall a lately no dude dude like big time like holy shit he's like, like he's about to the, go. Uh, taking advantage of the quarantine yeah 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 like freshman 15 it's like quarantine lose 60 that's good um the the whole tamatanga thing is kind of like you know the movies where 
there's a drug cartel or something like that. And there's one guy that's the leader. And then halfway through the movie or the television show, that guy will get killed or something will happen. And you'll realize that he was the quote unquote leader, but somebody else is in charge the whole time. That's how I kind of look at Tama Tonga with the Bullet Club. Like there's always a leader, but I feel like Tama's always pulling strings. And like, I mean, shit, he kicked the elite out. Like that was all him. He was like, he's that's exactly what he did. He kicked them out 100%. So I'm, uh, and not only that, he kicked them out when it was like, when they were at the highest peak of yeah, their reign. Exactly. That was, I, we've talked about it before. Like every time I think about that angle in San Francisco, like I just oh, love it. That happened two years ago. You realize that, right? Yeah. That was two years ago that like this, like last week. And what the fuck is Haku's problem? <laughs> <laughs> Where's that dude been? Like he hasn't been around in like since that. He hasn't been around since then. He was around for a little while after that. Like he was at the know. Bullet Club beach party and stuff like that for WrestleMania. Uh, that. That was a beach just party. like on that TV, was... yeah. But he hasn't, I mean, he, he, like... he hasn't been on TV since the since climax at well, the at Cal Palace. Like 112 years old, Marty. He's Haku, man. He's still Haku. Yeah, Haku ain't scared of fucking coronavirus. It's like yeah, you know. I got, I got, I got. He's gotta be. He's got to be around, you know. That's you know what we what? ought to do. We ought to get the coronavirus and put it in a room with Haku and let him put the fucking Tongan death grip on it. I want to see Haku and Tonga, Tama Tonga and um, Tonga, um, Tom and Loa and, and then get like Rikishi and the Usos and just see that feud go. I want to see that shit happen. Give me that. I feel like – because I feel like – like the GOD and the Usos are two of the best tag teams in the world. I want to see that happen. That'd be nice. Uh, real quick, you got uh, Anderson and Gallows are talking about AJ Styles not being happy in WWE. Um, we were talking about this beforehand. Like, I don't like dealing with the rumors and shit, but if this is coming from two wrestlers that just left instead of, you know, dirt sheets and shit like that, then obviously there may be some kind of merit to it. If he's unhappy, well, why that, did he just sign a contract, though? Well, yeah, but look, look at the... When he signed his contract at the beginning of the year, and this is supposed to be his like, retirement contract, but then like when you look at all the other articles that have come out over the last couple months, ever since you know Heyman left and before Heyman, like, they, you just kind of see things happening that him moving from Raw to SmackDown... Um, him not really being on TV, which I think him not being on TV is part of his contract because I think he's on that limited schedule thing. Um, but I, I just feel like with things you've seen and reports that have come out that maybe there is some discord there. And that didn't start happening until after. To be honest, that didn't start happening, didn't start happening until COVID. You know what I mean? And so it's like he got his, he's got his contract and then it's like, you know, you start that relationship and then all of a sudden you find out she's the devil. Simple as that, you know what I mean? He's been in a relationship. Like I feel like we just did this. Like I remember our arguing with Joe about this because Joe thought uh, AJ was going to leave, and then I was like, "Look, the dude's you know he's a family man. WWE's got all the money, blah blah." blah and he resigned. Like I don't know, man. I, I have a hard time believing a lot of this shit that gets reported about people being unhappy with every fucking thing. Like first off, there's a pandemic right now. Like what is you're working every week. You're still getting paid. What there? I mean, there's aspects of my job that I really don't enjoy, 
But the fact is, I'm one of the lucky people that hasn't been laid off or furloughed or something like that. I still go to work every day. I still make my regular salary. Like there ain't really much you can complain about when it comes to that right now with um with your employer. I understand like not liking where you are in the company and blah blah blah, but I say this all the time, man. Pro wrestlers are pro wrestlers. Like they know what they're getting into. Like at the end of the day, you go to work and you do what they tell you to do and you can't really I don't like getting into this kind of talk because I don't like talking like I'm a wrestler, but you can't really like be a mark for yourself and get mad that you're not the champion or that you're not getting pushed above somebody else when, you know, you're making a WWE paycheck. You've been the champion. Repeat. You're the fucking intercontinental champion right now. Like what, <laughs> what is there to that's, be unhappy? So that's, about? My, that's my next thing to talk about. I love the fact he became IC champion. Um, but I feel like I'm at I'm feeling at the point now that over the last couple of years, the IC championship has become dog shit. And at first I was like, well, maybe it's just because the person who has how the title or whatever it is, but the fact that AJ Styles has the IC championship and it still feels like it's like the title is irrelevant still. I, I feel it's the company doing a disservice to the title. And it wasn't always the, the champion himself. And I feel like the last two years or so. Um, it's the WWE has basically devalued. And I know a lot of people are going to say, "Oh, well, no title means anything in the WWE anymore." Well, fuck that. Still, they still do. But I feel like they they, they the way they booked the IC Championship for multiple years in a row, they've just devalued the hell of that title, what it means and what it stood for, and it doesn't mean shit no more. It's to be honest, it's the lowest ranked title on the on the WWE brand, and it shouldn't be because even the twenty four seven title. Gets more, you know, uh, recognition and uh, TV time and everything than the Intercontinental Championship does, and it's a disservice to not only just the title, but the fact that AJ Styles has it, and it still means that. Well, I don't want to end episode ninety nine on a negative note, talking about how shitty you think the Intercontinental Championship is. So, before we head full speed into episode one hundred, triple digits, one hundred. Of boot to the face. Let's shout out some of our listeners and friends of the podcast, Marty, that we enjoy interacting with. And I'll let you go first. Man, it's always it's always the the guys that are up front that always be not just you know fun to interact with, but also those who have been advocates for us. And I can never I I, I appreciate all of you who have uh, listened to us who have retweeted us, who have interacted with us, but the ones who like actually go out and advocate for us, I can never be more appreciative for you than, than anything else. Um, we'll never treat you guys like icy titles. Just put it that way. <laughs> um, full circle up in this bitch, uh, <laughs> you know, doing the favor. You got Eric Brown and we got uh, the Husky heartthrob, B- our Barry Frost over there. We got the uh, boys from Irish whip. Um, JP and, and Yeti uh, can never give enough love to to our man up in Chicago, Mister Petopolis, who as from day one, like, I'm not gonna lie, dude. I feel we we we'd get there, but we wouldn't have got to where we are as fast as we have if it wasn't for a lot of what Pete has done for us. Um, there's no bigger not you know cheerleader or advocator. These are fucking problems. He's our motherfucking Paul Heyman. Oh. 
he's our Paul Heyman. Um, you know, and, and then the boys of Talkamania, like you mentioned earlier, Des, congratulations on the baby girl. Um, you know, so happy for you and, you know, hope all that's going well. Hope you're getting some sleep. Cause it sounds like you weren't getting much yet at all. So hopefully that, and hopefully mom's doing well. Uh, and then, you know, um, we got Jay up, Jay bomb over there. I know he's, he's having some good times up in up Canada, but shout out to them. Hobnob, ain't nothing wrong with Hobnobbin. Um, and then, you know, our, uh, our shirtless wonder, Mr. EJ Reed, always piping in, always hanging out, always doing his thing. Uh, you know, that's, uh, those are some shouts for us right there. Uh, who you got? Uh, Chaos Theory. That's one. Oh, man. How you, how I, I'm sorry, Mike. You know I love you. I want to give a special Yo, one to our boy, our boy J.D. Hoop, who did the uh, the artwork for the Mickey James episode. Um, he's really talented. If you need something done for stuff like that, get in touch with him. at. Let me find his Twitter real quick so I don't give you the wrong Twitter Not only that, but look, look at for, his like, actual photography work. Yeah. Like, that shit's fucking legit takes and fan. fantastic. Takes Prince, great pictures out there in, in Arizona. It's at JD Hoop 702. Not JD in New York. Fuck that guy. It's at JD Hoop 702. Um, always listen to him. Marty, I went to looking at our demographics the other day, and it says that 100% of our listenerships is male from the ages 34 to 49. And that's bullshit. Cause I know for a fact, we have female listeners like Sheena and Tata that both have given us ratings and shouted us out. So what's up to them? Um, I really don't like that demographic thing because if we go, never mind, that's behind the scenes stuff, but yeah, that's, that's crazy that we did that. I mean, obviously Santana Garrett listens, right? Like it's our favorite podcast or is this now Mickey James favorite podcast, Marty? Uh, no, I didn't get a response to my email, so maybe Mickey James is this podcast. Oh, shots fired at Santana Garrett. Is she a heel now with this show? At episode 100, are we starting over and we're no longer Santana Garrett's favorite po- Oh, my God. I thought you said you didn't want to end this show on negative. Get that shit positive again. You're going to make me go out crying right now? Like, what the hell, man? We're not shouting out Santana Garrett. So whatever. Lady, about to be God's greatest soccer mom's favorite podcast right here. <laughs> um, <laughs> talking AJ Styles and now Mandy Rose. This is a soccer mom podcast. Why isn't our demographic women of twenty eight to forty years old right now listening to others? You know what? This is a perfect time because yes, we're explicit. Yes, we talk everything, and you can be listening to us in the minivan while the kids are playing soccer. Mm. With my ASMR stuff. Mm. They're going to be sleeping. They're going to be like, kids, <laughs> kids knocking the windows, drinking their juice. Box. Mom, my wife is drooling. Let's go. Um, wow, you, you went there. All right. <laughs> I'm making she's asleep. Uh, also, uh, Fully Posable, shout out to them. They constantly throw our name out there, which we appreciate. And Jeff's giving me some some good feedback on my interview. Um and everybody else that, like I said, that listened to it, that that showed love on it, man, that stuff looks fantastic for maybe other interviews down the line that we may do. So we appreciate all of it. The next time you hear our voices, it will be our 100th episode where we're going to be covering the top 10 women from WrestleMania 35 to WrestleMania 36 in the sport of pro wrestling. 
tag teamed along with an article up on full press coverage. Shout out to Ian and Evan Gomez over there. I don't know how we always leave them out. Uh, that'll be on the full press coverage website. Download the app. The app is fantastic. You can get our podcast. You can get talk of Manion's podcast. You can get chaos theories podcast. You can get all kind of sports talk. You get live radio with football season coming up. You get fantasy podcasts, which I was just on with uh, Kyle Senra talking about the Dallas Cowboys fantasy stuff coming up this season. You get my Dallas Cowboys podcast is on there. Like you get a lot of shit on that app. It's on Apple. It's on Android. If you're a sports fan right now, sports are ramping up golf, baseball, hockey playoffs are about to start. I think something like that. Football is about to start. Basketball is going on right now. Is the time, man. Get that full press app. Go to the website. Check all that stuff out. Um, like I said, we will have two articles up there coming this week going towards our top 25 women's wrestlers. And then that will be tag teamed with episode 100 with 10 through one, along with all kind of other shenanigans and surprises we might have in store. Shenanigans. Does somebody say shenanigans? Marty, I think episode 100, we might have to record intoxicated. Uh, oh shit. So, okay. Then that's the, We can't do that one Wednesday, Sunday morning then. Well, you know what? We got to do that one like on Friday night or something. I'm down. Cause I'm on vacation through Friday night. And, um, yeah, dude, I, that's, that's going to be long. I'm telling you right now, y'all, that's going to be a long episode because it's 100. It's special. It, a lot of, a lot of shows don't hit a hundred. Um, and we've done it in two years. And, and here's the thing. Here's what I love about it. We did it in two years and we took time off. Uh, we had some, we had some scheduling issues back and forth in the beginning. Couldn't really find a mark. Finally found a mark, uh, when season two started, um, we took a, you know, a summer vacation last year, uh, for unfortunate reasons, but we did, but two years, man, like our first episode was our SummerSlam prediction show. Hmm. Like that was our first episode. And here we are 100 the week before SummerSlam. Crazy. Boom. It's going to be long. We got shout outs. If you haven't sent a shout out yet, send it to us, DM us, email us all our infos on our profile. Uh, we love to hear your feedback. We want to share that. We've been sharing this with you for so long. Uh, we want to give back by sharing that out there. And your thoughts and get you on our episode as well. Uh, yeah, like I said, we have so much coming forward. But episode 100, man, it's special. I love what we do. Oh, man, it's going to be a good time. I may have to go get – you know what? Yes. it's. I'm telling you, we're, doing, we're recording Friday night. I'm going to be going to the, the total beverage or total wine. I'm going to load up on some Broken Skull IPA. I'm gonna get me some some rock tequila. Oh, it's just gonna be it's gonna be a rest. Oh man, I can't. I'm because you know what? Can we just record that shit right now? <laughs> no. What we're gonna do though is in this episode, episode 99, for Marty Vasquez. I'm Chris Rucker. This has been Boot to the Face. See you at a hundred. Peace. Later. <laughs> <laughs>